Modern Gamers Podcast. Well, this will be the last show of 2016, and 2016 has been an interesting year of ups and downs, mostly ups, uh, with a couple of road bumps in the way. But yeah, um, yeah, d- different uh, year. Now, one of the first things I want to address is Games Workshop. Now, I did record uh, an earlier podcast where I talked about is GW on the road to ruin, basically. Uh, did it in fact deserve to die because it was you know just become a big corporate monster that didn't deserve its fan base effectively and i'm pleased to say that gw have changed direction now whether this is all down to the new ceo or not i don't know i don't particularly care what i do care about though is that gw seem to be on a better direction they have sadly cancelled the deal with ffg um, but I'm not really upset with that because they seem to be churning out stuff that's good by themselves. Now, Age of Sigma was a very controversial move. It killed off the beloved old world setting. But then again, if less than 20% of the market was a fan of that old setting, maybe it was a smart move. And the Age of Sigma rules, despite having a few holes, um, are nice, simple rules, which are more likely to be played by me, to be honest, than Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Uh, I'm not so keen on the rebranding of the names and the, the lore and the setting of Age of Sigma is a bit meh, but it could be a really good smart move and it's allowing them to do these quite cheap box sets or by GW standards cheap at least uh, anyway. Where they're really doing well is bringing back that games workshop. Um, you had the reissuing of Lost Patrol, which you know it's not a brilliant game but it's a nice little bit of lightweight fun. Uh, Deathwing Overkill, I want to call it. That was an okay game. It had some really nice miniatures, some nice tiles. The rules from a quick skim are, you know, yeah, they're okay. Um, the Assassinorium um, board game, that was quite fun. Again, you know, the tiles were okay, the rules were okay, the minis were okay, but old minis reissued. Where the, things really started to kick off, it would seem, was uh, Betrayal on Calith. Uh, that's excellent box set i've got that sitting upstairs ready for me to devour the rules and assemble the bits but hearing lots of good things about that they followed that up with burning a prospero so i uh, did eventually cave in and buy that as well a little bit pricier than i would like uh, and also sadly seems to be a totally different set of rules to the betrayal at Calith, which as i say are getting rave reviews um blood bowl that's been reissued and it's a really nice box set so if you like blood bowl you're definitely going to like it, and I believe it's based off the last Living Rule uh, book version of Blood Bowl, so it has some of that old-school clunkiness. What I'm looking forward to is seeing if they're going to do a Mordheim and Necromunda reissuing. Now, Mordheim maybe not because of Age of Sigma, um, but Necromunda, that could happen, and maybe that's how they're introduced, the sort of Age of Sigma version of 40k be interesting to see what they're doing the 30k stuff doing very well for gw and they are repackaging stuff to okay still be expensive but no longer really really price gougingly eye-wateringly are you kidding me sort of levels of uh, abuse so good luck to gw um you have turned the corner more of that please uh, that really pleases me because as i say gw not being in the marketplace would be very sad but old GW was going that way and probably deserved to die. New GW, well, you've got me interested in keeping you around on the block. So now I've got that out of the way, um, 
let's talk about other bits. Well, I picked up a 3D printer. You might have seen me upload some YouTube videos. Um, ironically, they're the ones that seem to have got dislikes on YouTube, which I've not really had before. And I'm not sure if it's people thinking I'm having a go at the printer or I can't believe you're so stupid that you did that schoolboy error. Um, but, you know, it's my first ever 3D printer and I was just recording things that I found weird or problematic and possible solutions to them. Uh, at some stage, I'll probably try and do a part three of the video. In the meantime, I'm using it to print off uh, loads of nice dungeon crawly type things. So a couple of tiles, some critters, uh, but chests, crates, barrels. Um, you can see me printing off some of those, maybe some doors as well. Uh, I've actually got a load of Kickstarter STL files to grab hold of. Just having a little bit of trouble in actually uh, redeeming my code for that. So um, more news on that when it happens. But uh, that should keep me fairly busy over Christmas. I've also um, printed off some like treats for family and friends to give them. Um, so nice little, you know, nice little gifts to hand out. Um, yeah, 3D printing. It's still not quite ready for mainstream, in my opinion. Um, obviously, the kit I bought was cheap Chinese DIY kit. The quality of it's actually pretty good, but. Um, one of the problems I do find with it is you're you're limited as to the sort of things you can print. Obviously, you can do stuff you just literally can't do with molds, which is great. Um, but the main the main problem I suggest with it is um, well, two things actually. First of all, the fumes. Uh, I'm printing with PLA, which has fairly low grade fumes, um, but it's not particularly pleasant. Um, I hate to think what the uh, ABS I think it's called plastics like, which is oil based. That would be quite unpleasant and not very healthy. But the biggest problem of all is the speed. I mean, I printed off a little barrel. And the barrel's actually slightly bigger than the Hearst Arts mould um, sort of broken barrel, uh, but smaller than their big two-part wine barrel. Um, it's bigger than the Mantic Dungeon Sardinka barrels. And that took ooh, a good hour, hour and a half to print. Okay, so that's, you know, an hour, hour and a half's not long, but, for example, I printed off a Buddha, which um, is not exactly huge, and it's like a big statue, I guess, for a dungeon crawl, and that took, like, four or five hours. The face for Kingdom Death, um, you know, the, the replacement 3D part for the tile that comes in that, uh, six hours I want to say so yeah speed is the biggest problem with 3d printing right now now that might change with these new resin based uh, systems um, they have their own problems but yeah 3d printing is definitely the future it's probably at the level now it's worth getting involved in because things are cheap and understood and certain teething issues have been worked out but it's not mainstream mainstream it, it's sort of get in to the level I think just anyone can give it a go but you've got to understand it's not just a pick it off the shelf or where you go sort of level right now so really enjoying that um having to look at my 3d skills which are very very old and obsolete uh, I am using uh, the free AutoCAD software to do some very basic designs uh, actually looking to revitalize my June um DIY uh system um system game uh basically the combat wheels i'm looking to maybe make some combat wheels in 3d printing format 
um, because that's the one bit that's missing from my current um, print and play sets that I've got. So that would be good to get that sorted. Um, yeah, that's probably about it for the 3D printing. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Kickstarter, and there will be some ranting, just to warn you. Now, I just uploaded a Dungeon Saska Kickstarter video, and that's basically a, a look at all the stuff that came with it. And, um, you know, that, 2014, I think, uh, that Kickstarter um, was active, and it probably turned up late 2015. And this is one of the downsides to Kickstarters, is you have to pay up front and potentially have quite long wait times. And that leads me to the discussion of Kickstarter's regrets. So traditional end-of-the-year thing, looking back to the past whilst also looking forward to the future. Now, I am sure there will be Kickstarters in my future which I will regret back in, and there will be Kickstarters that I regret not back in. And some of the big ones is uh, Dungeon Saga. Do I regret back in that? I'm not sure I do. Um, The game system's okay, um, it's not brilliant. I think there are better games out there now, in particular one I'm going to be talking about shortly. But you know, a lot of the miniatures are pretty decent. The tiles are nice. The game's pretty good. Um, so it's an okay system. Now, if it had been around at the same time as some other games, I probably would have preferred putting my money into those games than Dungeon Saga. But I think it's a pretty solid game. I slightly prefer it, I think, to Descent 2. Um, but not as much as some other dungeon crawlers that are either out or coming out. Um, What else did I back that I regretted? Well, let's talk about Sandy Peterson. He has produced several Kickstarters recently. Cthulhu Wars, which I didn't back originally. Uh, I did manage to get on a pre-order for that, thankfully. Uh, That was a real, real success story there. I'm very pleased with how that turned out. Dysonstein, well, he cancelled that and then relaunched the campaign. Uh, I'm not 100% sure whether that was a good move, me backing that or not. That might be one I regret backing. Uh, but Sandy's never let me down, so, you know, I backed it. Uh, Theomaki, I backed that. The game turned up. I played it. I put it on eBay straight away. Now, Theomaki has fantastic production standards. The artwork's gorgeous. The poker chips are just sublime. The playmat is beautiful. The foil stamp cards are just lovely. So everything about the game sings quality, beautiful. And then you play the game and... Meh, it's like fancy poker. Uh, very disappointed. Um, the quality of the product versus the quality of the gameplay just didn't mesh for me. Um, so that was a real disappointment. Now, it is based on a previous game, also called Theomaki. Um, but I heard it was really good, and, you know, I looked at the Kickstarter videos, it looked really good. I just, when I came to play, I just very underwhelmed. So sorry, Sandy, um, that put me in a lot of dread for Orcs Must Die, which had all sorts of issues of its own. Um, you know, the the problem with some figures being swapped and slight delaying getting it out and all that but anyway it's turned up i've played it and then straight away the following day played it again now i don't think it's a game you're going to want to play every single gaming session or every single day but it's a solid fun game uh i do like it with the bosses i think that adds a little bit and that's a real slap in the face in my opinion the bosses because literally in the rule book 
it has a, a paragraph that effectively says, did you back this on Kickstarter? Oh, you didn't. Well, tell what, there's this really cool figure that you could own, but it sucks to be you because you didn't back this on Kickstarter. I'm sorry, that's just really bad form in my opinion. Um, I can see they're trying to be nice and say, hey, look, you know, we're giving away this free PDF. Unfortunately, the figures are Kickstarter exclusive, but yeah, just just a little bit weird. And that gets me into one of my big rants about Kickstarter, uh, which is the Kickstarter exclusives. Uh, Dungeon Saga had it. Um, Cthulhu Wars had it. Kingdom Death Monsters had it. A lot of Sandy Peterson's games, to be honest, have had bits like that. Conan, which is the next game I'm going to be talking about, has it. And it grinds my gears. I I think it's really unfair that either the, you didn't have enough money or you didn't know about the Kickstarter and then you're stuffed. Uh, take Cool Mini or not, I really regret not backing Zombicide Black Plague. Now, the reason I didn't back Zombicide is A, it was a lot of money. B, I'm not that keen on Zombicide. It's okay, but I'm not sold on it. So I'm like, yeah, Zombicide Black Plague, Fantasy Zombicide, yeah... I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll back it. It's a lot of money. i got other things I need to spend my money on. So I missed out on all the lovely exclusives and also the Cool Mini or Not bucket of minis. Um, but I have to say that was a mistake because I've actually played Black Plague now. And although it is virtually the same game, uh, my friend basically says it is the same game. I, I don't quite see it that way. The change-up of the character cards... Okay, functionally, I guess they end up doing the same thing, but mechanically they do them via a different method with cards and nice little movable bits. It just works better. It looks better. The addition of armour, which sort of makes more thematic sense, magic spells, ranged attack weapons, hand weapons, um, the fact that you've got necromancers, the the kind of dungeon traps. Um, they've taken everything that was, I guess, good about Zombicide and put it into a box and then given you more stuff. So for me, Zombicide Black Plague is streets ahead of just regular Zombicide. Now, a lot of that might be the theme and the setting, because, you know, I guess 99% of the game is the same as original Zombicide. So for me, that was a big miss, and I really, really regret not backing that. The other game I really, really uh, regret not backing at the time was Kingdom Death Monster. Uh, I again did get in on a pre-order for that after the Kickstarter, um, luckily for you guys, if you haven't got in on Kingdom Death, there is a Kickstarter currently running, ends in January. I recommend you go check it out. Please bear in mind, though, it has a random mess of rules. It requires minis to be snipped off sprues and assembled, and whilst they look gorgeous when they're assembled, they're an absolute pain to assemble, some more than others. Um, it has random ample bosoms, buttocks, hips, thighs, and tallywhackers all over the place. So it's a little bit childish, potentially you might be easily offended, and it's quite dark. Uh, a friend of mine shares my opinion that possibly it's set in a sort of purgatory setting, uh, so between heaven and hell. Um, yeah, I, I think that fits to me, and it's a very dark, twisted reality, uh, and I like that, it's quite fun. And I quite enjoy the randomness. Uh, to give you an example, without doing too much spoilers, I wandered off on the hunt and died. Basically, you just randomly drew a card that said, roll the dice, this is what happens. Yeah, one of your guys is dead, pick someone. Mm. 
you might not like that. Now, to be fair to the game, it did give me a replacement character, so it wasn't totally disastrous. But there are events in the game like that where I just randomly say, roll the dice, yeah, you're dead. Move on. Now, a lot of people are upset with that because they're playing an individual hero. Now, it has been stated, and I stated this before we even sat down to play the game to make sure we set everyone's expectations, it's a game about a settlement. It's not about whether you, Rob the Lion Slayer, survives. It's does the settlement of, I don't know, the people of the shadows, do they live for 20 years successfully and enjoy themselves? Well, as far as you can when lions randomly turn up and eat you and uh, various other people turn up and do horrible things to you. So, yeah, it's a great game and I do recommend it. It is rather expensive, though, just to warn you. Uh, Makes Cthulhu Wars look fairly reasonable, that sort of expensive. Uh, To give you a clue, if I had $2,000, I wouldn't have $2,000 because Mr. Poots would have 2000 of my dollars. That's the sort of expense level um, you need to be committed to if you want to get absolutely everything that currently exists for Kingdom Death Monster. So yeah, that's a great game. I do really regret not backing that. Luckily, as I say, I am in on this second Kickstarter, plus I did manage to pick up some pre-order stuff before. Unfortunately, I have had to go in at about half the level that I would like to go in at because it's too close to Christmas with other expenses and, you know, I, I'm shy loads of money compared to what I could actually spend. Partly the reason for that is I also missed out on Conan, which is an amazing game. In my opinion, it's better than Kingdom of Death Monster as a game. Uh, I think the miniatures are pretty decent as well. They're definitely cool mini Kingdom Death, Cthulhu Wars level of, oh my god, board game miniatures are actually pretty decent these days. Um... The artwork is oh, just brilliant. Now, there has been some controversy over this sort of slightly fantasy, weird, troglodyte, Native American pics, and is that racist, and oh, is it sexist that, you know, you've got Queen Bilal who basically walking around in a thong and jewellery. Um, yes, that could be a problem for you. I don't have a problem with it because it's A, part of the setting, and B... If you actually look at the Kickstarter, they did actually include some of the other characters which are strong females wearing normal clothing. There are, you know, African and Native American type characters who are goodies, not just baddies. Unfortunately, a lot of those characters are Kickstarter exclusives. Yes, that word again. Now, because I missed out on the Conan Kickstarter, I had a choice. I could either buy the retail box set and then buy a load of expansions and miss out on the Kickstarter exclusives, or I could hunt down the eBay scalpers and see if any of them would be reasonable. And I'm pleased to say that's the option I took, and I've paid a little bit more than I would have paid if I had been in the Kickstarter. I don't mind giving a little bit of money to some guy who had to wait two years for his product to turn up. Um, but I actually got it for a pretty good price and I basically, as far as I'm aware, got all the Kickstarter exclusive stuff so I got a King's Pledge with the Kickstarter exclusive expansions the only problem with that is there are some Kickstarter exclusives that haven't been produced yet Um, for example, I think the campaign book, I believe, is a Kickstarter exclusive that doesn't exist right now so I need to see what's going to happen with that Uh, so I probably need to send off a message to my kindly gentleman and just check that, you know, did you order it? And if you did, would I be able to get it off you when it turns up? 
Um, it's a fantastic game. I'm very excited by it. The gem system's great. The iconography's great. The downside is, like a lot of Kickstarters, the rule books probably needing a bit more playtesting. It's not that the rule book's bad in the sense that um, the rules aren't there. It's just where they are. It's scattered across two books, and it's like, if you need to do this, then you need to know this rule. This rule, by the way, is in 15 pages in your future. Then you go to that 15 page in your future, and it goes, yes, uh, you need to know all these rules and this rule, which is on page 10 of the other book that you're currently not reading. And then that book says, oh, yeah, when you're at this section, not only do you need to go back to that section you just come from, but five pages in your future. And it's like, oh, my God, can you not just do a proper rule book? and then a separate scenario book. So let's hope they're doing that. There is apparently a second edition rule book in the works. It's going to clarify some rules. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to deal with some typos on some of the Kickstarter exclusive extras. Um, So there are some niggly problems that are causing a lot of people angst, but I'm prepared to deal with that, mainly due to the fact I have something called Photoshop and a printer. And yeah, it's niggling that I'm having to do that, but the game it's really good it's a really good game uh so much so i'm actually doing a modification for it um i believe i spoiled it a bit in my youtube video on dungeon saga uh yeah it's a witcher modification using the conan rules um quite excited by the idea of doing that the big problem is trying to get hold of art assets um to use for that um but yeah really really excited by conan I've played a game of it as Conan, who is a beast. I would recommend you play Conan as a two- or three-player game. Uh, Why do I suggest that? Well, if you're playing it as two-player, one person is the overlord, the other player is all the heroes. If you play it as three-player, one person is Conan, one person is the overlord, the third player is everyone else. Conan is a beast. Um, He can die... um, you have to be going some to let him die, but you know if you steam into a room with 17 guys, they might kill you. You'll probably kill 15 of them, but they might actually kill you, if, particularly if you roll badly. But yeah, you can't beat Conan running up to a wall, bursting in, killing everyone inside, coming out the door, killing everyone outside, then wandering off to another room and thinking, oh, I, I ought to have a rest, I'm a little bit puffed out and just it's a fabulous fun game now i am saddened that you only get eight scenarios in the base box the kickstarter version i believe includes eight more expansions for a total of 16 expansions scenarios Uh, there are three expansions coming which should introduce some more scenarios i think there is going to be a lot of making stuff up required which as an ex-role player i don't have a huge problem with the big problem is you know the excitement of thinking about it versus the reality of actually doing it. Now, that's why I've been doing a lot of 3D printing. Um, barrels, chests, traps. You know, I, I can print a load of stuff up and bling out my board so it looks absolutely great. So I'm really looking forward to uh, getting my own copy and kind of maybe writing up the rule book uh, in a way that makes more sense to me. The actual basic rules are really simple, guys. So if you've heard horror stories about this rule book, do, do not panic. It's not that bad. And if all you can pick up is the retail copy, well, there's lots of play value in there. And it includes a load of extras for making up your own scenarios. And I'm pretty sure the Monolith guys are going to release a load of PDFs um, for this as well. So should be a happy time for the future. But yes, Kickstarter exclusive. Then I, I've whinged about them a few times. Uh, I really don't like 
them. Uh, I think it's probably one of the biggest downsides to 2016. I've noticed that you know you go into a shop and you go, hey, I, I played this really cool game. I have this great figure. I'll buy the game. Hold on, where's the figure? Oh, that was a Kickstarter exclusive. Okay, well, is there a PDF of it? No. Is there an alternative sculpt to it? No. So basically, I have to borrow my mate's copy, photocopy the material, and then just find a figure. Mm, yeah, or you should have backed it on Kickstarter four years ago when no one knew it was any good. Now, I do appreciate that if you're back in a Kickstarter, you, you, you get a little bit of entitlement where you think, hold on, I'm paying retail price two years in advance of this product even coming out. I need some reward for that. And I can get behind that. I, I can understand it, but at least make stuff available as a free PDF or make an alternative sculpt or make it a limited Kickstarter exclusive in the sense of only Kickstarters will have it for the first three months or first quarter or first six months or first year, whatever. Do stuff like that. But to say, here's a, like Zombie Side, here's a figure that if you didn't back the Kickstarter, you'll never, ever, ever get any time in the future unless you're really lucky and we have a couple of spare copies which we'll give away at conventions. That sort of stuff drives me nuts. Uh, I don't like it. Again, maybe at retail you get five spaceships, but on the Kickstarter you get ten. So if you buy at retail, you have to buy an extra expansion. So you end up paying just as much as people did in the Kickstarter. Stuff like that, again, I can get behind. But, yeah, Kickstarter exclusives are the sort of thing that's annoying me about the way the game market's going at the moment because it's been used as a bit of a pre-order system and you're being encouraged to buy it by getting a load of Kickstarter exclusives which will never appear ever again and if you don't have the money at the time that Kickstarter launches or you miss the Kickstarter because you were asleep or something um, yeah, that's punishing your fan base uh, I'm not, not a fan of going down that road anyway, a bit of a rant I did did think this could end up being a bit of a rant so kickstarter definitely one of my ups and one of my downs for 2016 um playing wise i managed to get some pretty decent games in over the uh months uh some months better than others um managed to sell off some games that taken up space i do have a big pile of games that i'm thinking of selling including some that are just unplayed one of the biggest problems i'm finding as your game uh collection gets bigger you end up with a load of games you think, I just can't remember how to play the game. I mean, it's like, I'm struggling to remember how to play Power Grid, for example. I haven't played that for yonks. And the problem you've got is, I actually really enjoy it, but you bring it to a gaming group, say, hey, i got Power Grid, it's a really good game. And they go, yeah, played it, or, oh, that's a really old game. Let's play this new shiny game. And you play it, and you go, yeah, that new shiny game's rubbish. Whereas Power Grid would have been fun. Yeah, we've run out of time now. Um, and I do mourn that. I, I think the cult of the new is a little bit of a concern, but um, having said that, I have some really good games. Uh, for example, what did I play recently? Plague Incorporated. Really enjoyed that. Conan. Enjoyed it so much I've hunted down my own copy. Um, Imperial Assault. Much better take on Descent 2. A little bit disappointed by Descent 2. The new Mansions of Madness. I really don't like apps. I hate them. Mansions of Madness might change my mind. Really good use of an app. Really, really enjoyed that. Um... The Vital games, um, Venos, CO2, uh, Kanban, um, Gallerist, and uh, the new one on Kickstarter, Lisboa. Um, that one's just ended um, this week, if I remember correctly. They are great-looking games. They make your head hurt, um, but really looking forward to getting those to the table um, uh, a bit more in 2017. 
Uh, Command Colors. Um, really enjoyed the game series, but I've decided to rationalize my collection back to just Ancients. So that was a bit of a downside for 2016, uh, deciding to set off all my alternative versions of the game. Um, got a couple of solo play games. Um, just need the space to set them up and leave them set up so I can play that in particular D-Day at Omaha. Really looking forward to playing that. Um, yeah, I'm sort of running out of things to talk about, really. So I think that's probably a good time to wind up the show. So just a little kind of ramble through, as I say, the ups and downs of 2016, mostly focused around Kickstarter. Um, but I'm really excited for 2017. Um, another year where I'll definitely be going to Essen, maybe. Um, some conventions coming up, particularly in January. As I say, some really good games coming on stream. Hopefully some games from Kickstarter finally arriving. Um, 2016 was definitely the year of Kickstarter for me. Stuff started pouring in, much to the annoyance of my folks, who were having to basically be in to receive the packages as they were coming. Um, so yeah, 2017. Going to be interesting. Brexit, Trump, Kickstarter, GW, Asmodee. Maybe yes, and may we live in interesting times, apparently. Anyway, till the next time, happy gaming.